Hooey! It's... Oh boy, it's your boy Hunt, back with another episode of... Hooey! Table Top Recap! Can you tell I just saw Mr. Poopy Butthole? You wanna do a podcast? Here we go! Today on Table Top Recap, we're doing another solo review that's right it's just me on g you and i are gonna be good pals for the next uh, like 15 minutes or so (laughs) i don't know what to do i didn't prep anything except the review itself of course the the intro not my best work but uh, today we are reviewing the my little pony tales of equestria the storytelling game rule book uh, from River Horse ALC Studio and Hasbro, uh, River Horse Games, fun stuff. Uh, you know, Hasbro also has connections to Dungeons and Dragons and also the Power Rangers TTRPG that's coming out, which you know I'm gonna play because I'm a big Power Rangers boy, big gold Power Rangers boyo. But yeah, we're not reviewing the system itself. We are just reviewing the book how good it is at explaining the rules, how it looks, functions, etc. So first we're going to take a look at the outside of the book here. Really cool art on the front. So um, there are these three ponies, a Pegasus, an Earth Pony, and a Unicorn. uh, And they're original adventuring characters. They're not from the show or anything. And uh, they're really cool. They're actually on the cover of all the modules as well. So you get to see the same characters on the cover of each module in the adventures that you and your friends are playing. Which is actually really cool. That's something that I've never seen another TTRPG do. And that's a very interesting concept. Uh, And it's some really nice art. Because it is in the Friendship is Magic style. Where it's kind of anime-y. Where they don't have the long horse faces. Or anything. Uh... You know, nice, fun, fantasy clothing, etc. Fun landscape. But once you open up the book and you look through it, all the art throughout the entire book is just screenshots from the show. It's all screenshots from the show. Which really... (sighs) Blows. That's just extremely lazy there's such good art in like dungeons and dragons and call of cthulhu and you know etc uh and then this is just screenshots from the tv show that's really dumb like i know there's budgetary constraints but was the budget so tight you could commission one piece of artwork and nothing else I, uh, mm, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. That was very lazy. I think we should have seen more, uh, original artwork throughout the book. And throughout the book, it's just images of the main six over and over and over and over again. It is not any, anything special or clever. Uh, and I want to, want you to keep this in mind. This is a... TTRPG for small children. Keep that in mind uh, for this review. Uh, It's a very simple system for kids. Uh, And at the front of the book, there's like a little introduction and stuff that tells you what uh, a TTRPG is. 
Uh, it tells you the materials that you'll need, including dice and stuff. And the dice in this TTRPG are all the same color. Uh, all D20s are blue, all D12s are black, all D10s are purple, etc. Etc. Uh, you know how it be. Uh, and then it goes into kind of creating the pony, how to do that, uh, choosing the type. In the base rules, there's only three. You can only play as a pony and one of the three main types. Uh, unicorns, which can use magic. Pegasi, which can fly. And earth ponies, which are stronger. Uh, because they have to use their physical abilities more. So they're stronger ponies. They're built stronger. They've evolved stronger, etc. Uh, I've only ever played as an earth pony. Because <laughs> I've only ever played one uh, campaign. A dragon's bounty, which I have reviewed on this podcast. You pick your element to harmony and everything. You pick your... Uh, you know, you fill out your stats. There's only three body, mind, and charm. So basically physical stuff, mental stuff, and charisma. Uh, stamina, which is health. Uh, talents, which are what you get your cutie mark from. And there's also stuff about like uh, quirks, which are, you know, personality traits of the pony, uh, about making images of your pony and cutie marks and stuff. You know, kids like to draw, so that'd be really fun for them, I think. And it explains the friendship mechanic, uh, which is a lot like fate points uh, that we use. It's a lot like inspiration in Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Uh, there is a section explaining the three types of ponies, as I said, uh, which is pretty pretty fine. It does note that you cannot play as alicorns. If you don't know what an alicorn is, it's it's all three in one. They have like the strength of an earth pony and the magic of a unicorn, and but they can fly like a pegasus. Uh, and they're basically the gods of the world. There's only, I think by the end of the show, there's five, I don't know, I didn't finish the show, you know, uh, most shows don't stay good after five seasons. Let's, let's just leave it at that. Okay. But you can't play as an alicorn cause they're basically gods. Uh, there is a section about the elements of harmony and what each one embodies. Uh, there's an entire part of the book about the different traits and how they work and how stamina works. Uh, as I said, there's also something explaining the friendship mechanic. There's a part of the book explaining tests and challenges, which are basically, they're skill checks. They're just skill checks, you know? All good. Uh, and the different kinds, uh, how to roll the dice. Talents and quirks. It not only tells you how to use them, but it also gives you a list. You have, like, cloud wrangling. And some of these can only be used by certain pony types. Cloud wrangling can only be used by Pegasi because they can fly up to the clouds. And uh, force field can only be used by unicorns. And pony of all trades can only be used by earth ponies, you know? Dif uh, and then there are some, uh, like, pony sense, which is like spider sense. Uh, speak with animals. Those can be used by uh, any pony. And then you have quirks, which are, uh, which often are also flaws. They're, they're flaws, basically, to help flesh out your character so they're not one-dimensional. You can have an allergy to something. My character has an allergy to bees, but he's like a big nature guy, so that's like a big setback for him. There's, you can have asthma, 
be bossy, be fearful, be forgetful, be messy, uh, or be a neat freak, the opposite. And you can come up with uh, new ones if you need to, and if your game master approves them. Uh, there's a section on like naming conventions and how pony marks work and stuff. An equipment and money section where it tells you how much money you start off with. It has a list of equipment, starting equipment you can buy. I recommend Pony Balm, by the way. Highly recommend Pony Balm. They have five uses. It can help heal you from things. There's a section on leveling up and playing at level zero, which would be like a cutie mark crusader. Level zero is before you have your cutie mark. So basically just playing as a child. Uh, which is no fun. You're supposed to play a dragon's bounty as a child. I did not want to, so I didn't. Uh, there are tips for character creation. Uh, and there's a section on tips for the game master. And then in the very back, there is a fun introductory module where you're pet sitting the pets of the main six and they they get spooked and run off and you have to go on an adventure to gather them all back uh i am the game master for this game and i have read through it i'm not gonna review it but i am gonna give a first impression i can't review it till after it's been played obviously uh, but I can give a first impression. And my first impression is that it looks like a fun starting adventure. You know, the main six and Spike are in it. And the pets, which are things that kids who are fans of the show, uh, they'll know these characters and that'll help them get into the game more. That being said, I've read through three adventures and the main six appear in all three. I think that's too much. But appearing in the first one is in fact a good idea. My bookmark just fell out crap uh whatever <laughs> uh anyways <laughs> yeah plus you know uh, the people i'm playing with are all big animal people so i think they'll have fun with the pet sitting adventure i honestly think they will really enjoy it uh i do have a full group together for this now i will be playing with keocat uh who's actually the one who convinced me to gm for this i'll be playing with keocat karen the manager slayer and uh, her kissable hubby, uh, <laughs> Kami, uh, two fellas, two ladies, uh, two lady players, uh, fella GM, fella player. But the pet predicament is also fun. But even the art in the pet predicament is just screen caps. Even the art in the module is screen caps. And by the way, I think every TTRPG rulebook should come with a module in the back of it, at least one. Uh, if it doesn't, that's that kind of sucks, <laughs> just to be honest. But yeah, it's it's just screen caps. I hate that. Uh, you got some stat blocks and stuff in the back for the main six and the foes uh, in uh, the module as well. But also... The back of the book gives you stat blots for the average Earth Pony, Pegasus, and Unicorn. So you don't have to come up with stats whenever you just have a random pony around. You just you, They have average stats for them in the book. So if you want to write your own adventures, they give you the main six and the average stats for ponies, as well as all of the uh, antagonists that can appear in the pet predicament. Uh, as far as the way the book is written, 
Uh, it was very simple to understand. I read the entire TTRPG rulebook in one sitting. The only other book I've been able to do that with is uh, uh, was one of the Tiny D6 system books, you know, The Mecha and Monsters. Uh, and that was a minimalist book. It was mostly just settings, uh, campaign settings, and not actually, you know, rules. It has very simple learn to play and play immediately rules. You know, that's how that game's supposed to work. So it's not a typical TTRPG, but this one kind of is. It's just simpler. Uh, so it's written in a way that can be understood. I do recommend an adult reading it and an adult being the GM at first, probably, to make sure everyone gets the rules right. And I feel like kids would more want to play as the ponies anyways, you know? I feel like that is very much the case and kids would like to be gms less unless that kid's just really into writing and wants to make their own stories uh which of course kids also enjoy doing who doesn't you know who doesn't enjoy uh being creative on some level right uh, but that's good and the book seems to kind of jump around in some places like there are some parts in the book that very briefly explain something and then later it's kind of explained in full and it's like, for more on this, go to this page. And I feel like that could have been laid out a little bit better. I know it, that rule books are just like that. Uh, but for the sake of kids, I think that might have, could have been done a bit easier than having to go back and forth. Things could have been ordered a bit better, perhaps. And there also needs to be a section on lore. Yes, I know the majority of people who are going to play this game are people who already have watched the show or read the comics or something, or at least seen the movie maybe, enjoyed it, and then want to play the game. I know most people playing this game will not be people who are inexperienced with ponies and just coming into it. But one of my players isn't experienced with ponies and is just coming into it. And I didn't watch past season five because the show stopped being good <laughs> and then another one of the players just has seen a few episodes i think keocat's the only one that's really into the show and has really watched it all the way through uh so a section on lore would be helpful uh i actually have read it a couple times i feel like there actually was a place where it was like, you'll learn more about lore later on. And then there wasn't a lore section. So I feel like there was originally supposed to be a lore section and it got cut for budget reasons. If you had to cut a section for budget reasons, that's the one that makes the most sense to cut. Because once again, most people are going to know the lore of the land. You should at least know the lore from the first two episodes before you go jumping into this book. At least watch the first two episodes of season one. Uh, but it also has kind of a checklist for all the stuff you can get for the game in it. Uh, you can buy like physical friendship tokens. I won't be getting those. Uh, you can buy like little standees. They're like miniatures, but they're kind of like the Pathfinder kind of standee things to move around the map and stuff. And then there's like a Curse of the Statuettes box set, which I do have. I will be running that adventure, and I will be reviewing the box set for the show. Also, the Festival of Lights, 
Judge Not by the Cover, those are both modules. The Haunting of Equestria, which is like a high-level uh, horror module, but like kids' horror, so not terribly scary. Uh, Philly-sized Follies, which I think is uh, three smaller stories. And then there's the movie source book, which is the first kind of a supplement. And it has information about the world outside of Equestria. I read the comic book prequel to the movie, but I never watched the movie, to be honest. Uh, but that's about like, and it has more playable races and enemies and stuff. Like, I think you can probably play as the cat people, maybe. I don't know. Uh, and then Melody of the Waves, which is like another module. Uh, the Curious Case of the Malfunctioning Prancer and Other Tales is a bunch of short stories you can play. And then there's the Bestiary of Equestria, which is another source book packed full of new characters and creatures to use in the game, including new playable races and detailed stats for people from the show, for characters from the show. Uh... If you're interested in running a game for kids, this is a great fantasy system uh, for children, it seems like. Once again, this isn't a full review of the thing because I'm not telling you exactly how all the mechanics work and what I do and do not like about each mechanic. But I think kids will enjoy this system. If your kids aren't into ponies but they need a simple fantasy system that's easy for them to understand, just make the ponies human. That's all you got to do. The earth ponies can be like Marshall... And the Pegasi can be bird people or something. The magic users can be elves. The unicorns can be elves. Like, you know, it's fine. It's all fine. It doesn't matter. Or you could get the books with other uh, playable animal races. I think the Yak and Griffin would be fun. I don't know if those are actual playable races. I'm just saying those are some interesting ones that would make sense. Maybe a Diamond Dog. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I do have problems with the book. I think there should have been a lore section, 100%. There should have been a lore section. And the art, once you open the book, is garbage. Screenshots from the show just threw out, like, multiple ones on each page sometimes. I don't think there's a... There's almost no pages without art in the book, which normally would be like, wow, cool. But here it's like, jeez. And I think one reason for that might be because... You know, it's not that many rules and stuff, and they really needed to pad the book out, so I think they just filled it with as much art as possible to pad it out, make it thicker. Uh, <laughs> I think that was the idea, but there should... You know, I maybe would have liked a lore section and more original art instead. But that is it. I do think it's a good book. I, I can't wait to play it with other people. So the My Little Pony Tales of Equestria storytelling game rulebook is a fun book. It runs about 35 bucks in the U.S. I actually got mine much cheaper than that. I do have the physical copy, hardcover. Uh, but you can get digital copies from like DriveThruRPG and stuff as well, I believe. I think it's on DriveThruRPG. You probably get one from River Horse's website as well. Uh, I do want to play through... Uh, the scenario included in this book and that will get its own uh, recap and also its own review uh, I cannot wait to play that with my friends and we're actually I think we're going to start pretty soon because we were waiting until after Keocat 
became a doctor and got her doctorate, and she has her doctorate. She has had it for almost a fortnight at this point, I believe, at the time of recording, not when this goes up. This will, this will go up like a month after I record it. But, uh, yeah, so she's a doctor, and we need to play to celebrate. So that is it. Thank you all very much for your support. Remember to rate, comment, subscribe, check out all the cool links in uh, our description. Uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, I highly recommend listening it to somewhere else. Uh, YouTube, I kind of just put it on YouTube as like a place to keep a record of it and also uh, to help f new people find the podcast because, you know, that's how it be. <laughs> But the episodes get uploaded much earlier on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Anchor, what not. Anchor is uh, what I use to distribute the podcast, and they are owned by Spotify, so it goes up on there much faster. Uh, new episodes every Saturday at 6 a.m. Be there or be square. Uh so that is it for this book. Thank you all very much for your support. I think the next video will be another solo review, but of Call of Cthulhu. So uh, I cannot wait to get into that. But that's it. Thank you all once again for your support, and I will see you all next time. And bye for now.